Hi, it's Charlie, and this is TV in the Kitchen, a post-episode recap show where I'm joined by my friends Sean and Sam to discuss the latest series. Right now we're reviewing Succession, releasing Monday mornings, and Barry, releasing Tuesday mornings. Thanks for listening. Season 4 episode of Barry aired on Sunday. I feel like we're getting to the point with Succession and Barry where every episode I'm just going like, like, holy shit, what, what an episode. And it's, it's just like, I feel like we're really getting like top quality final seasons from both of these shows for every episode so Definitely. far has been so memorable. Um, yeah, I, it's been great. And they're, they're such like different shows because I feel Succession, there's like a lot of great character moments, but maybe not as much plot movement which has kind of been a staple of that show and barry is just moving along really fast in these 30 minute episodes like so much is happening yeah let's go plot line by plot line or do do you have any general thoughts about the episode and then at the end we can uh we can do our little walter white versus barry berkman debate we we can go plot line by plot line okay yeah so, I mean, the episode starts with Fuchs. We only saw him a couple times, but him looking... God, just, Fuchs was hilarious. Just beat up in prison. Just, like, getting tortured endlessly by these guards. Like, <laughs> where's Barry? And, and he just, like... And it's hilarious. I mean, that was really funny when they cut to the two inmates that he spoke to, like, in that little... In his weird, like, monologue. His weird about, recruitment pitch to yes, put together they're a team. just, like... They're just like, damn, he's not giving Barry up. Like, everyone's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> seems so to hard. have, like, earned the respect of the prison, which which maybe leads to a future plot line where he becomes some kind of prison kingpin. But Yeah, exactly. That's so funny to me that he's, like, just, like, he had, like, the the one-off day where he's, like, pro-Barry, and they, they've all just, like, seen him in that state and been like, wow, this is, like like a real the real one dukes yeah it's i am just waiting for like the intro to him in the next episode where he's like fully on just taking like the moniker of the raven he's gonna be having the guys like <laughs> handing him shit in the prison like he chooses the channel yes that actor is so good i do have you guys seen dodgeball he's yes. in dodgeball yeah he's like he's the He's like the older guy on the on the, the, the team from Average Shows Gym. Oh, that's sick. I haven't seen Dodgeball in a long time, so I, I wouldn't remember, but that's awesome. He's in um he's also in office space, very classic. He's the stapler guy who like mumbles the entire movie. Oh um, yeah, okay, I remember that. He also has a small role in succession as the yeah. Republican Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, in. very yeah. I feel like I saw him in another HBO show, but maybe that's maybe I'm just thinking he of... is in another show. I remember I was looking at his Wikipedia recently because I because I, I watched Office Space recently, so I was like looking at him because I I thought it was him because we were watching Barry and, and I was like wait a minute that's Stephen Root, yeah. but I think yeah he is in wait wait is he in Office Space the so what exactly do you do here guy? No 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 okay okay. I'm Wait, I actually, well, maybe. Well, no, no, he's not the guy who, like, yells at them about, like, him, like, talking to the... He's the guy who, like, they move his desk a bunch. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Then he has the stapler, and they, like, take a stapler from him. He's. I'm looking through his IMDb right now, and he's been in so many HBO shows. Like, he was in the Newsroom, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He's, he's in a lot he's... of Coen Brothers stuff, too. 
that's like a good sign for i i feel yeah. like if you if you're like he's in true blood oh yeah i remember in true blood that's what i was thinking yeah i yeah i feel like if the, the cohen brothers trust you that's a good sign oh i just saw him in no country for old men too yeah there you go okay yeah what a guy yeah otherwise <laughs> uh i guess not much else to this plot line i think maybe towards the end we can talk about the future of the story a little bit but in terms of the present uh not not much else to say on him i yeah. think only two scenes with fuchs so let's get into kusuno then because this is one that was fuck like we didn't even see Very the tough. aftermath of of this but it, i mean it's essentially just like a few scenes with him He's, he gets into the safe house he finds out Barry escaped prison and then guarding the door with his gun and he accidentally shoots his son. Yeah. And I don't know if his son's going to die. I mean, I feel like he's going to be like severely wounded at least, but I don't know. I feel like I don't really know what. It looks like he was hitting the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not a death. That I don't know, be. like, yeah, but, like, if he could, he could like, bleed out if that hit the wrong spot. Yeah, and they're kind of so. in, like, the middle of nowhere a little bit like on top of some kind of mountain yeah exactly like there is i thought it was it kind of i mean it is sad what happened but it was definitely hilarious gene is just like fuck you and then runs away <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> i i, so I mean funny. his poor son though i really hope that he doesn't die i feel like that would be i, I mean i i know this this show is like gotten to a pretty dark place it would be pretty great season but that would be i mean i i, I feel like it's almost like more satisfying but less grim if Kusuno is just like kind of injured his son but like permanently damaged their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, hoping they lean, lean that way. Yeah. I think what's what's what I've liked about this episode a lot, and I don't know, at least I feel like it was kind of how I was interpreting most of it, is just like Barry has really destroyed the lives of a lot of people, like either directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm. And, like, is creating, causing a lot of chaos in, like, these very, like, these very, like, spread out people, um, just, like, with his existence and the things that he's done. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, like, every character, every, like, main character line has, like, showed that at some point in this episode, I think. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, they also kind of had him, he, he was almost, like presiding over this episode but like a horror villain like michael myers like you kept for me at least in each scene thinking he was going to show up whether with sally with gene with hank like sometimes they'd even move the camera like around the room slowly yeah and i kept expecting him to show up and i think a lot of the characters did too like there's so much tension with him being out there which i think really worked as a decision because i know last week we talked a bit we thought maybe there'd be a whole prison break episode but i kind of like the mystique like just him with a gun was able to escape easily uh it, it yeah. kind of adds full aura of his character yeah definitely Probably. i agree that's a good point i love that we i mean you just yeah. we got a whole episode of barry pretty much without barry and you're it was like he was there the whole time pretty much totally yeah i guess even though i just said like everyone is he's like destroyed a lot of lives i feel like the only person he hasn't really destroyed is um oh my god why am i blanking on her name Wait, sally sally 
<laughs> I was thinking of like saying Lucy for some reason. Um, anyway, yes, but so Sally, um, she it makes so that's like it makes sense why she is like fuck it, like let's go, Barry. I mean, we'll get to that eventually, but and then we can discuss about like theories about that. But it makes she's like the only one who hasn't had her life like her life is like definitely like gone gone chaotic, but it's mostly on her own doing. And it's less so about like direct actions from Barry. Um, so yeah, it makes sense why she's like kind of the one who's still sticking with them, it seems. Totally. Um any more thoughts on Kusna? Uh no, not for me. Yeah, that's rough it. We can briefly mention Jim Moss is on his stakeout outside Sally's apartment, so I mean, one of you, one of you said last time that you you feel like he's gonna end up like facing off with Barry. Yeah, I think there will be a face off. I think, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know at this point. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we like didn't see Jim Moss for the rest of the season. I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's gonna I, go anywhere. I think I don't know if we're gonna talk about it at the end, but I think depending on the structure of the, the rest of the season, it will have to be shown at one point, this pivotal confrontation between him and Barry. And I'm not sure it could end with him forgiving Barry, which is a complete contrast to we see how Barry with his friends, like he'll just kill them to keep his life going. So we could see that, or I think we see Barry or Sally killing him, but but I'm not sure. Interesting, yeah. So you, uh, well, you're, yeah. you're basing that idea of him like forgiving him off of like the ending of this episode right yeah i think either way it has to be that or or him dying like there's no interest i guess third resolution i think yeah i could imagine him like if the ending is real and it we there's like some weird time jump or we're like split between the future and some of the past in the remaining episodes um then I would I wouldn't be surprised if Jim was like searching for Barry the entire time, and like ultimately we'll find him by the last episode. Mm-hmm. That also could be. It depends. Do you think when he saw Sally pulling up, do you think he knew like Barry was in there because he's definitely watching the house that so they can't really leave? Probably. I think without confronting him. I don't think he knows Barry's in there. But uh, he's like he's taking out the house though. Right? He was definitely asleep though because he like woke up to Sally arriving. But he also, like, once he sees her arrive and he sees her get out and Barry's not in the car, he seems like he turns on his engine and just starts to drive away. Okay, maybe, maybe. I guess we'll we'll see with that. I'm really interested in your, like, he forgives him idea. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, we have very little information about, like, this ending scene, but let's, let's, let's get back to that later. Let's get back to predictions later, because I, I really want to dive into that um you want to talk about noho hank Cristobal? yes um, yeah i mean we got a lot from them this episode so we start off like hank is throwing a little party for everyone um after the, well after they're they've successfully you know started up their sand business yeah and then he brings everyone and then he brings like a group of people out to the sand pit like in this like water tower sort of thing um and 
Hank leaves and he wants Cristobal to follow him. And Cristobal doesn't. And then after Hank leaves, like everyone starts to sink into the sand. So like clearly like Hank like pulled some lever, <laughs> some like booby trap sort of thing. And most of the people died in the sand, but but Cristobal did not. Did you guys think Cristobal was going to die when it like cut to black for a while? I, I, mean, I did. Yeah. I was I was sure he was dead there. But really, really cool way of filming it with just like the darkness, like yeah. a few seconds of silence scary. and him being dug out. Yeah, it was it's like a terrifying totally. way to die. I yeah, I, I had been spoiled that Cristobal died, so I was like, I was like, what? The... I, when he didn't die, there I was like, what, what, did I like, did I miss something? Did I misunderstand what I read? <laughs> I was like, and then of course it happened like a few minutes later. But um, wait, what was like the raid on Dave and Buster's? So oh, that I was think they the thought gear. that that was the hangout, right? Right. Or that was where they made the the phone call to Fuse. Oh, 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 wait. Because that was so that was like the police trying to like. Yeah. yeah. Right. I forgot why the police. So they just the... went in and like just beat the shit out of like those random guys. They beat the shit out of some like uh, I don't know what team it was. That just, was like, just random people. I feel like that scene was like weirdly like kind of like meshed with like the scene of like. Hank like killing all those guys in the sand pit where I was like, what what, what happened here? I don't know. I yeah, think it was totally. it was kind of you expect like the police are gonna be raiding Hank's place and then you realize like no one's there to stop what Hank's gonna do. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, like a crazy pivot in, in Hank's storyline because I kind of thought from the last episode it implied that he was gonna fight against the Chechians. And to to stay with Cristobal to do this new thing, and he's just completely decided to go with them, which is super yeah. surprising to me. Yeah, I guess he just like thought like there was no other way out of it, and he clearly had like a moment to decide like what is he gonna do, right? I mean, yeah, and just like really ruthless, like a side we've never really seen for him to just kill all of those guys like that. Definitely, I mean. He thought he was doing what was best for him and Cristobal, and he just sacrificed everyone else. What are um, options? And he really did he just have, comes really? back to like, what's up? I feel. I mean, I do like. I feel like he wasn't wrong in saying they didn't really have many options, though. But but finish your. Thought. No, totally. Yeah, I mean, it was the safe bet for like what was going to happen. Um, but I and it was really interesting is that it kind of spoke to. Like, this was, this is, like, the real Hank, I guess. Like, he's still, like, a criminal. Like, he's he's super chill guy, but... He's like, super, he's, super chill guy. Yeah, chill guy. super chill guy, Hank. But um, he's just, like, yeah, he, he's going to do what he needs to do to to survive, I guess. Um, just no matter, like, who's going to get killed because of it. So, um, it was, like... I feel like it, it kind of ties, it's, it's bringing more questions about the theme or a larger, like, I guess, like thematic question about like of whether or not these people change who they are. And so I think like Hank is on, I don't know, I guess we're kind of realizing like who Hank really is do we, and, and where he stands. Do we feel like that's the change though? Or is it that he is naturally not that person? He's trying to be that person. Because he think he yeah, thinks I don't that's, know. Yeah. that's yeah. I, I think that I mean that was that was my interpretation of it, but I could see both ways. 
I think like part of him still does like want to be the boss like running LA because they could have I mean another alternative is him and Cristobal just like run away from all of this. Yeah. But they did decide to do that. So I think a little bit of them wanted to be in yeah. charge. Yeah. But that's obviously true. with Cristobal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean they the, the whole deal with them like coming back to LA, it's it definitely seems like he does like have interest in in the game. Some yeah. yeah, so okay. then we go we go to the dinner at the house. Um obviously Cristobal is super quiet through all the proceedings and then comes a big confrontation which I don't know if so they kind of have the fight, Hank is desperate for him not to leave. He leaves and he dies, and here what I was unsure on is do you guys think Cristobal knew he was going to die and him leaving was accepting that and that he would never forgive Hank or did he not know and think he was going to leave? I thought he thought he would leave. I think he I would. Think so. I, mean, Chris, I mean, I think Hank knew Cristobal would die. And he, that's why, obviously that's why he was so desperate to keep him um, in the house. But yeah, I, I think Cristobal was kind of clueless. I think he was just like trying to leave. Yeah, see, my, my interpretation was just because of, I guess, the nature of the business. Like, with what Hank was saying, I think he was trying to make it obvious, like, what would happen if, if Chris Wall stepped out the door. I yeah. I feel like he should have like, probably said, like, they're going to kill you. Yeah. You know, it's like, he could have <laughs> like, said yeah, every other I, way. I think it was uh, a test, though. Um, yeah, I don't think he could say that. For Hank, yeah, because it seemed like when the guy okay. came in to tell him, he's like, "Yeah, sorry, he like the guy said something to Hank. He's like, sorry, he we sorry we he let you down or something like something like that, mm-hmm. or not even it wasn't even that, but it was something like the guy was like it, it was clearly like a test to see if Cristobal was gonna stay or go, right? And I think like it was out of Hank's hands as to what they were gonna do to him. Yeah. Jeez, Cristobal dying yeah. is rough yeah really sad i mean this yeah is like i thought the they would have the happy ending of all the characters like i thought i know christopher hank it would be the good ending but i mean I the whole yeah. like even if they had just like split up there and gone their separate ways that like closing scene between the two of them was heartbreaking just like christopher's like complete like unwillingness to like Forgive or like offer any, any like. I mean, it, there was just like no doubt in his mind that he was just like done with it. Yeah, just fair. I mean, after what Hank did, but yeah. rough for them. Any last thoughts yeah, on really these tough. guys? Uh, no. No, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what where Hank's storyline goes. I guess from here. I feel like he's going to be quite angry. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I feel like at this point, like he knew what was going to happen. I mean, is he just going to? I feel like it's just a question of like him dealing with the guilt and the regret, probably, and then kind of how he reacts from that. But I don't think he like is going to be too angry with the Chechen folks because he like would happen. He was so I, I just I feel like to he's going to make it work. Like double down on like this this like path he's choosing though, where he's like he feels like he needs to be the boss, he needs to be an enforcer. 
Yeah. But who knows? Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about Sally and uh, Marvel movie she's now like working on. But do you guys remember what the title of the movie was? It was Mega Girls. Mega Girls. <laughs> another um, another director cameo with Sean Hader directed uh, Coda. I she was kind of funny in it. Yeah, she was, was really like, funny. Really cool, like super uh, on the nose. Would I mean she... how many of those types of directors have we seen? Um, you know, like Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Ryan Coogler, like a lot of these upcoming indie directors just end up directing these like really mediocre Marvel movies, so it's funny to like joke about that. Do you think I mean do you yeah. think like I don't know, like I feel like like Taika Waititi is like I mean, do you think he just like directed Thor Ragnarok for like a career move or I feel like he they must be like into it in some capacity. I mean, they're probably kind of into it, but it, I know, I can't remember what director said their mindset was one for them, one for me. So I think, you know, there's certain movies that are passion projects and there's certain movies where like, okay, I need to make money. Yeah. but I, it, It's mostly a money thing. Yeah, I, I don't loved, think they hate it. But I, I loved uh, Colin Farrell had like a like a take on that in some interview I was watching with him where he was like, the, like the one for you, one for me thing is like bullshit. If like the one, the one for you is like, gets you like paid a massive amount like like it's it's all he, he was like it's all for it's all for me like even the movies yeah. he doesn't like doing like he if he doesn't for the paycheck then like he can't complain but i mean yeah i guess not everyone's gonna have that mindset towards it but yeah i guess i mean they don't hate it it's just like i feel it's harder within these uh big productions to really fully direct it and take ownership of yeah. the movie in the way you would your own yeah, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, but I guess yeah. the, I feel like they find their way to, like, a lot. It, it seems like they, they have, like, their own kind of style imprinted on it. But, I, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but uh, anyways, for, for Mega Girls, we see these hilarious costumes and, uh, and dialogue in the scene, and it, it's kind of funny that when they're having the issues uh, with shooting it, the director just kind of says, like, we have so much more to do. We just need to get this done. So, yeah, they go go to the side, and then Sally, in the most <laughs> obvious way, just tries to snipe this role. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the sad realization for her, where she just kills it, and the director looks at her, and she's like, now if we could get that in her body. And I, I think that just kind of, like, breaks her fully, where she realizes, like, she's never going to be the star i know in the kind of golf cart the director saying she could have a career as like a talent agent doing some character roles but i don't think like that's enough for her and what she dreamed about just get that to come out of that (laughs) yeah yeah that was really funny and yeah yeah you're totally right she just like yeah her dreams are never going to be realized and um it's sad for her but then she uh comes home to good old Barry, which is a really creepy scene. Yeah. Yeah, him standing in the corner in the shadows, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Him like slowly walking out and just like the camera like panning around the room for a minute as she walks in. And then just you see this like dark space and you know Barry's there. And yeah. so does she. Um and it was just like, oh my God. I was surprised he was still in his prison clothes. <laughs> 
He must have gone straight there, then. So. I yeah. guess. I'm just like, how did he avoid like being spotted by anyone? Or I don't yeah. know. He's an assassin. I, I like what Sean said about yeah. that stuff being kept vague. It adds to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, like just being like that mystique to his character. But yeah, ending scene, I guess the massive surprise is Sally just agreeing to go. I guess she's just fully done with everything and decides that being with Barry is better than nothing. Right. Like, at least she has some kind of meaning. Yeah. So <laughs> this ending scene is insane. And to just be left for for them to just leave us with that is such a like I I love that so much I love that about the show honestly I'm still thinking it's possible that it's not real I I was so sure it wasn't real like I thought so at first while watching it I thought this is like some flashback to Barry's childhood like looks like the same location and then that we see the I I think it's a dream and then I read the interview where Bill Hader did not fully confirm, but he kind of said he referenced, like, the the time skip, which made me think it was real. And then I know a lot of critics, when the show initially came out, hinted at this insane mid-season twist. So I think it is meant to be real. I think it's possible, but I feel like we know that Barry has a... We've established in the show that Barry fantasizes about things with Sally and like we'll have scenes play out where he's envisioning a future with Sally that are very like you I mean you know that they're fake like in the earlier seasons but I mean they come off like a normal scene mm-hmm. um and they're not too far-fetched and so I kind of feel like that precedent can explain this being more of the stuff inside of his head um and I feel like maybe we don't get that reveal until the finale, but I think it's a possibility that maybe you, we'll spend a lot of they time. They do like a four episode dream sequence. Uh, maybe like two episode. I don't know. I I feel like maybe we will get it in seven or eight. It'll be done. But I've seen shows like give like the flash forward to the finale and then like go back to current timeline and show you how they get there, like like Breaking Bad. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. I thought the implication would be that the next four episodes are structured in a way where we have this flash forward, we see everyone 15 years in the future, but then sprinkled in are, like, some flashbacks to what happened that last night, like, especially with Barry and Jim Moss. Hmm. I mean, if we we assume it is real, it's probably going to be you have Barry and Sally raising these kids, and I think they've hinted at he might have violent tendencies, which is a worry for them. And then probably Fugues as some kind of prison crime lord, Hank <laughs> as, as a mob boss, and Gene probably just like a complete wreck at this point. What was that, that other kid was saying? Like, he's never heard of Call of Duty, he's a freak. That's what he said, right? Yeah, Why? so for me, that seemed like they've, they've consciously, at least yeah. buried tried to like raise him in a non-violent way and he's worried that he's still showing those those tendencies right totally. yeah video games uh <laughs> that's, that's that's kind of funny that's like that's such a like old call of duty controversy like the like old age of like the internet of 2010 
like the yeah. those Call of Duty yeah. like make kids violent thing. But um, wow, yeah. I, all right, let's let's like get into some theories. Then. I feel like I I I like I think in Breaking Bad, some like the something about the time jump adds so much impact to that last season to me. And I, I feel like I feel like this is the sort of show where like having some sort of time jump where it feels like everything is all settled down and then like the conflict like kind of reinitiates, I think would be mm-hmm. really strong. Like it yeah, almost I like True Detectives another one where it really works. Yeah. Or like But I'm I'm trying to think of like what how <laughs> exactly that would go. I feel like like Jim Moss, like I mean you, you said that you think like the conflict would have happened on that night, but I really liked earlier when you were saying like if he came back to like and would forgive him, I feel like the the only reason he would forgive him is if he saw Barry in this like setting where he's like a dad and he's like staying away from from, tr- from trouble and he's just trying to live his life, right? Like so I think that would be like an interesting conclusion is like Jim Moss like shows up there and he's like finally found them. And he's like going to like kill Barry or whatever, and then he forgives him instead. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, my theory is so. First of all, we're gonna pro if if this time skip does happen, we'll see maybe like you know a fifteen year stretch of it's it, these characters will have to just have lived with these decisions we've made, and we'll see that. And for me, the inevitable ending is. I mean, I think Hank is probably depressed. Maybe Jim Moss, like all these people will be living these miserable lives and be blaming Barry. And I think one of them or all of them will just have to go to confront him. And Why I are think you saying 15? Where are you getting that number from? Did it say that? The or... kid seemed, what, 10 years old? Okay. How old is the kid? I don't know. I, like, Probably 10 to 15. 10 or 11. I think, I think just because, I don't know, they, they have like a 10-year-old kid. So that's yeah, what I'm going take, off It of. takes five years to make a kid. So that that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, maybe Sally <laughs> <laughs> warm up to the situation a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before making that commitment is my guess. Okay, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was just I didn't know if you like read that or if it like said something and I missed it. But no, yeah. So I think either they confront him or Barry. Uh, even though he got what he wanted, is still unhappy and he seeks out the conflict. So, one way or the other, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We have a lot. I... I just want to get to the next episode. <laughs> I'm really, no, no. I, I, yeah. I kind of hope they, they kind of leave the ending vague, though, where it's like we're not really sure if it's real or not. That he, I, I don't know. It's like an interesting ending for him to be like living happily ever after, and we're just like not sure if it's uh, real or not. Yeah, maybe it will be ambiguous, and that would be interesting. Because, yeah, I really think that it's up in the air, uh, the reality of it. I do like that as a tactic, though, to, like... I, I mean, I, I, I kind of hope they come back to, like, present day. But I do like that as, like, a tactic and like, shows to time jump, like, Breaking Bad and then, like, Better Call Saul did it with, like... You have, like, the events before Breaking Bad and then the events after Breaking Bad. And I, I feel like there's such an impact to that. And True Detective, like you said. Yeah, um, and I mean, the way they leave things off in this episode really sets them up well for a yeah. time jump. Because there's not any loose ends to tie up i mean like everything although like you're left on cliffhangers in a way with like kusano and like kind of hank and kind of fuchs 
I mean, they all of those though could be. We kind of know what the deal is, right? Like, so we don't need any any of the details explained really mm-hmm. beyond that point. Besides, like basic results, like is Gene Cousineau's son alive? Like, well, we could find out in a time jump. Mm-hmm. And then, like the Hank stuff would easily progress over a time jump, and same with uh, Ukes. So, yeah, you're totally right. It's almost like I mean, yeah. the Cristobal death is almost like. I mean, it almost is as like like everything is kind of resolved for this period, and it's like, I I, I again, I'm gonna say like I I love having a time jump in the show, and I think it's just like it allows for like this period of like reflection for like the characters, obviously, but also for like us as viewers to like ponder like not only what the events of the show have done to these characters, but like what the time after it has done. Yeah, and I think that's extremely powerful. I'm I'm really excited to see that. Totally. Wanna to get into our Walter White, Barry Berkman debate? Yep. Let's what? Do it. So what exactly are we debating? We're actually? debating who is the worst guy. Like who who do we think is just like the, okay. the most evil, more evil between the two of them. Okay, yeah, I think, okay, the reason I would say Barry over Walter White is, like, because of the, how it all starts for both of them, like, Walter White is just, like, a chill, like, physics teacher, Cyrus chemistry teacher, and then has, like, terminal cancer, and is like, I gotta make some money, and then goes down this path, whereas, like, Barry is just, like, killing innocent people like in the military <laughs> like gets discharged like luckily and then comes back and is just an assassin and like frequently loses his temper and it's all like much more innate to like his being and although like he feels bad about it is like super depressed and um is definitely struggling to like get a grip um and we are sympathetic with him because of that um he's definitely like he's doing bad shit a lot. Okay, yeah. I think I think Walter White is is easily a worse person because I feel so so with Barry. Um, he obviously so did he kill an innocent person? What what was the military discharge? Was it an accident, like an accidental shooting? No, no, no. Because like this guy, so like his friend um, starts with an A. Can't remember it. Um, Albert. Albert. Yes. Um, gets shot in the face. And, like, Barry's trying to help him. And then, like, he, like, has this moment of rage. And he, like, kicks down the door of these, like, innocent civilian bystanders in this village that they're in. Just, like, shoots the man who's in the house. Like, lights him up with a, with his pistol. And then, like, is, like, pulled away by, like, the other guys saying, like, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. And it's just, like, literally, like, some guy okay. in, like, civilian attire that he just raged out on and killed. Okay, and that's... Then- that's bad. That's why I, yeah, I still, I still think, bad. I still think Walter oh, is worse for this reason. Because okay, Barry commits this. Barry's clearly like a very like mentally ill person. I'm not using that as a defense, but he he has severe PTSD from what he did, and then Fuchs has kind of like manipulated him and used him to do these killings. So he obviously has free will, and he has his choice to leave that life. I think with Walter, my issue with him is he did not have to 
like do any of this like his friends offered him the money and it's all just his insane ego that doesn't allow him to do it and then the big thing for me is i don't know like barry does not seem to enjoy killing people like he does it it's it's a coping strategy it's self-defense but at the end of season five when when walter admits to skylar that he enjoyed doing this like he enjoyed being this kingpin killing these people running things like that makes him a worse character because he had i think full intent behind everything he did and it wasn't about like by the end it wasn't about protecting his family it wasn't about any of that like it seemed to just be about him winning and that's why i think he's worse i think are you, are you, may i go are you done yeah, yeah, you yeah. Go. I, I agree with you sean um I think as a premise for the show, Breaking Bad is about the decline of someone, and Barry is about a person trying to redeem himself. Yeah. And in terms of like measurable, um, bad deeds, I mean, I think it might lend itself to Barry just because I mean he was a hitman. Uh, he's, he's killed tons of people. Yeah, he's got a lot of blood on his hands. He's got a lot of blood on his hands, but I will say for him, I mean, we've seen he was like a child, like manipulated to be a part of this life. He's a veteran suffering from extreme trauma. He's mentally ill and has been essentially manipulated to to do all these things. And is actually like in the plot of the show, like tried to become a better person, but is like, as we've seen now with like Hank and, First of all, it's like you can't exactly like leave the life once you're in. It's like you, you can't like escape the past. You can't yeah. escape that cleanly. And it's I mean that I think it's like a lot of Barry's decline in his his like psychology and like him just becoming like totally insane this season is like I think him grasping with the idea that he like has lost control of his life like no matter what he does he's like tied into these things that he he feels like he he didn't ever have another option for like his life is essentially wasted because of these decisions decisions that were made for him and even when he's seen like a glimpse of like good life he tries to go for it but these other factors keep pushing him in the other direction and he's just losing it because of that yes yeah, definitely Walt is like, like you said, it's like his his ego and his narcissism causes him to do terrible things. I mean, he killed, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Jane. Jane. Killed the little boy in season three or whatever that was. Yeah, Brock. He indirectly killed like all of those people in the prison uh, in season five. He killed Mike. He killed all of these people and whether directly or indirectly, that was like his growth through the show was him delving deeper and deeper into that life on on purpose. Yeah, just, also uh, partnered with Nazis. Yeah. And um bad husband. <laughs> he killed him though. He did he kill, did him. kill him. <laughs> he did kill him. But bad husband, questionable father. I don't know, we didn't see much bonding outside of those breakfasts. Bad father. So, pretty bad father, yeah. Bad, yeah, yeah, definitely not quite like bad father. Bad father. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So I get, I understand. Like, yes, like it is. They are on opposite trajectories in terms of their motivation throughout their respective arcs. However, I think Barry's like, 
I think Walter's at his lowest low, which are you would, I would say is like at the end of season five, like at the pinnacle of like his of just his bad deeds that he's done. Um, like Barry's low is much lower than that. Like you think he's so? killed so many people, man. He he shot up that entire like monastery of people. Uh, even though they were all like you know organized crime affiliates, um, just like murdered them all like in a blind rage. Yeah, but it's and, like, I mean, it's just like that's a lot. Is Joel like, from The Last of Us like worse than Walter White? Then, if we're going by that, different scale? context, different context, different context. <laughs> part of the reason why for me another reason like Walter's worse is the like Barry is still at least for a large portion of the show, like, kind of a comedy, and, and Breaking Bad is not, and I think just the way Walter's actions are framed make them so much, like, worse within that. Well, yeah, that's why I think, like, Bear, Barry is, like, fooling you guys, because, like, it is, like, the lighthearted tone that you get in, in, mo- in a, lot of the, a lot of the series, and, you're, and, it's, and Barry is a much more sympathetic character from like what we know, like the internal struggle that he's going through, but like at the actions that he's taken, I think are just too monumental to move past. Um, But it's like, is like killing people directly, like how much worse is that than like indirectly ordering the same amount of people to be killed? I don't, that's the thing though. I think Barry's killed a lot more people. Yeah, but like definitely. Like by a large margin. Well, like, I mean, how many people like did Walt indirectly kill by like getting them like addicted to the, the blue That's crystal? Yeah. Like it's like it's you know it's like I I my, yeah. my my case is just like I feel like judging deeds is like immeasurable, whereas like judging mentality is like the best we can we can really I I don't know that's 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 what I'm based on. But I, I do. For me is- Wait, sorry, go ahead. I I will just say I do agree that like there is like a charisma Barry has where that like we're like Barry is like kind of like like I don't know like Bill Hader is just like kind of adorable in a way and like the comedy like lighthearted yeah. comedy of the show just like makes him like more likable than like Walter White who I've like I've said before on here just like made me cringe so much about that show. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it comes down to maybe Barry has killed 150 people and Walter killed 105 people, but I can kind of, like, understand the psychology of Barry and and why he did it, and, you know, it it wasn't 100% on him. Like, Walter just full intent, completely sound of mind, making all of these decisions, and that's, like, the difference for me, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I can't let go of Barry's, uh, to me, like, the thing that's that's worse about Barry as well, even though, yes, like, Walter was, had more intention in everything that he did, um, the fact that Barry is in this, like, kind of, like, uncontrollable state, or finds himself in an uncontrollable state at times, makes him a lot uh, more dangerous than how Walter White was. And a much more of a greater risk for like the world at large. Um, I think, regardless Walt of was... like, how he feels about it. Sorry, go on, go on. No, I was just saying, like, regardless of how Barry himself feels about it, just like 
the fact that he like doesn't have his shit under control, which is like not it's not his fault necessarily, but the fact that like his that lack of control leading to such devastating effects for the people around him, I think makes him uh, a lot. I don't know, a div- more a lot a lot worse than Walt. That's true. I I, I see that. I guess, I mean, Barry is, like, a bit more of a loose cannon, but I, I do feel like Walt also was a bit of a loose cannon, especially towards the end. Like, I think in, as the years progressed for him, or maybe, I, I can't, it might not have been years in Breaking Bad, but, um... It was years, I mean, it was, like, I think it was, ended up being, like, three years that passed. I think in Better Call Saul, uh, Saul describes it as being, like, a I don't know, like a month long, like not not a month long, but it's, it's like he he quantifies it in a in a number of months. So it might be like around a year, like slightly over or something. But the I, whole I story of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think it's longer because, like, well, right, actually, at least oh, until like well, Saul's brought in. But whatever, it, it's oh, okay. I just mean that as as time goes on, like I think Walt, like as his like ego grows he he starts taking way less care of his decisions and becomes far more erratic as well that's true no he definitely does deteriorate in that way for sure um i will say though that i think walt's like final acts he's he is like leaving the important people in his life but for the most part in in like an okay situation and like yes he like fucked up but like Skyler and Walt Jr. and the baby are going to be fine. Like, yes, they're like traumatized for life, but like, like devastated though. Like, like Gene Cousineau is fucked up forever. And like, nothing's ever going to fix like what like Barry had done to him, like as a product of these four seasons, uh, especially depending on like what happens with his son. Um, same with like Jim Moss, like just like also like just like his daughter lost for like really no good reason. Um, Fuchs, even though maybe he'll be like a kingpin raven in the prison, like he's really taken a turn. He's he's always gotten the worst end of of the stick uh, in any any situation with Barry um, and Hank too. Like a lot of the bad things that happened to Hank and like the ultimate downfall of like their operation is because of Barry's actions as well. So I don't know. And I don't think like it's, it's looking up for any of those people. So, uh, and potentially with Sally too. I mean, like, although I still think like Barry hasn't directly ruined a lot of her prospects, like a lot of it's been because of her own issues. Um, I think that depending on what we see happen in this like future timeline, I think, um, she didn't seem very happy, I guess, like in the in in the situation from that brief, very brief scene. But who I, knows? I just I I think like you can measure the same idea with Walt though. Like I I guess like his immediate family like have money, and that's great. But like Skyler is like in like like now like you know like she's raising this daughter who she has to like explain to that like her father was like a terrible crime lord and. The son is traumatized. Well, yeah, and I was gonna know, say Amory is like like Hank is dead. Steve, yeah, no, Steve Hank Gomez is dead. Over. Mike is dead. Mike, who had a steady thing going with Gus where he could like build up money to like leave to his granddaughter. 
can't i mean he's dead and that money was taken so that family was like indirectly affected as well the entire like eladio like crime family like with gus and his his group and cartel with like the salamancas all of that is like entirely disrupted due to walt's actions i mean i know they're not like good people so it's like we don't really sympathize with them but if we're like you know for like if we're bringing noho hank into this like it's like it's still like a criminal operation that's been like essentially destroyed by the main character in a sense and yeah. like all of these people were just like disrupted by everything walt did i mean dane there's uh maybe that's it that's all i can think of right now but i'm sure there, <laughs> i'm sure there are more yeah, I, I guess my <laughs> my final thoughts are so so Volt, I mean he's not redeemed, but he kind of does the right thing at the end. And depending on how this season ends, I I'm I could see a situation where the season ends and I could say Derry was the worst person, um, or a better one, depending on That's I guess true. what his final decisions are. So yeah, it's close enough where I think depending on where Bill Hader chooses to go with the character, I could say like, yeah, Barry was definitely a worse guy. Okay, we still have more to see. That's a good point. We can, yeah. bring, we can bring this up again in the, the finale pod. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're at 49 minutes. So you guys want to call it there? Yep. Yeah, right. sure. Thank you, gentlemen.